0: I'm Alexandra Lewis. I'm San Francisco native. I've run my own production company for like, way too long,
1: 15 years. I like how you looked at the watch on that one.
0: (laughs) I'm tired. I also have a two year old. I used to do everything, just be like a one man, woman fan. And then a few years ago, actually, I met you during that transition where I was like, okay, this is going to be scary, but I'm going to have to pay other people to take some of the burden. And it hurt for like five minutes and then it just kind of self-corrected.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's, that's the, the growth phase, right? Where you're like, uh, I can't do everything. I can't, can't yeah. stay up all night and, and still function. Uh, yeah well enough to, to, to keep going you know
0: yeah I think it's all of the most successful people I know realized that if you focus on what you're best at there is someone believe it or not in the world that loves to do that thing that you don't like I actually like being organized I know it's super weird right but that's my strength I enjoy it so that's why I do a lot of producing. things there are people like you who just love being in the field. We'll travel, we'll go to the end of the earth to get that shot. And that's why I chose to work with you. And yeah, it's gone really well.
2: Yeah.
0: Shockingly. Yeah. It's like you kind of have to create your own company within your own independent soul prior to mm-hmm. Like I joke that, um, you know, we just, you know, when I'm, when you're working on my project, you're working on a more project. If I do edit something for you, then I sit photo. It's just, I mean, let's be fair. And I think this is like the number one lesson we learned is that we're all making it up. We're all making it up as we go along. Even the folks in government, like money even itself is a means to an experience. So what happens when we don't... (laughs) We're not able to get that needs to that experience like we used to. It comes down to trade. It comes down to what are costs? What do I have to do for those things? And I already started to kind of step away from the system when people are talking about, Oh, I'm trading. I'm making money. I don't believe in the system, but I'm like trading and participating because that's how it is. I'm like, okay, I don't trust it. I'm going to start focusing on like my own way of getting independence. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it at the end of the day, it's like food, shelter, clothing, and then higher levels of that hierarchy of needs is self actualization, you know, purpose.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, how, how is this, this situation, the, the pandemic, how is it affecting your business? Well,
0: (laughs) it's interesting when you have a young child, it's like already living in a pandemic (laughs) of germs. (laughs) So I already had like tons of wipes. You have to plan for a month ahead. You have to quarantine yourself. So it's like, I've been planning for this for two years now. No. Um, some business has been affected, of course, it's slowed down a little bit, but it's so interesting. And I tell this to everyone as my greatest advice, follow your enthusiasm because things work out when you do that. I can't explain why, it is not a fact, but it has consistently worked for people and the most successful people I know. And I started doing that with my family, editing, creating projects. And this year I got to a place Finally, rifle, you know I can really focus on things that are more meaningful. and I started working with Mike Zuckerman, who basically is helping refugees in Uganda. How is that relevant? How, how did this happen? But it's predicted by 2050 if we don't start focusing on climate change, like we are not fo- like finally you're focusing on this pandemic. there's going to be 300 million potential refugees because of the water rising, people being displaced. So really the reason I'm focusing on this is because this is where the world is headed if we don't do something about it. In doing so, the nonprofits are already working under extreme measures like this. I mean, we're we're chipping out because we don't have toilet paper, but they haven't had toilet paper. They hardly have water to drink let alone sanitize so it's like oh this is nothing so I'm already kind of working with nonprofits. so they're not shaken from this if anything it's more work more time to spread the right. word
2: So
0: right. that's why I personally am not significantly affected everyone though in my community who's a biographer we're hurting we're scared we're like living San Francisco rents that Are not lowering. Right, right. And then they're arguing in the government, like, oh, we're gonna give them $1,200 for a month or.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How about
0: you? Like, I mean, I know you completely stopped and you're like, you always, what I love about you is you're always investing. I know you recently just got a studio space. Mm -hmm. Are you happy about that right now?
1: I. I I love the studio and yeah. I wish that I was able to go down there and I probably could I mean it's six blocks from home but I'm trying to, to, to maintain distance so that way I'm keeping others safe and keeping right. myself safe um, and so I, I haven't been down there. I am dying for my chair and my my espresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, I think you know it's one of those things. It's it's a huge investment. When this thing turns around, that investment will start to play. I mean, it'll have an opportunity. Even now, as I'm kind of transitioning into doing this series and trying to connect with everybody, um, it makes the podcast even more valuable and more more important for my for my own work. You know, so I think. it's... I'm not regretting that. I wish I was able to to get in there and, and work, but it is what it is. It's not that expensive in, in the grand scheme of things and um,
0: it's not so basically you're lucky because you've worked so much in the past you have a nest egg, but are you pretty much living off that nest egg yeah, until this yeah okay, you don't seem freaked out
2: I'm not freaked done
0: out well. Well, you've just, done well well yeah. you've done well you' you'll be okay, and that's probably why you're okay, but what if this does last a year?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The shelter in place, yeah. which is possible. I think that the shelter in place will kind of, this is my prediction. I think schools, basically families are a little fucked because schools are not coming back this year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm literally homeschooling my kid mm-hmm. and our neighbor kid from nine to 12 and then when he sleeps from twelve to two, if he sleeps, <laughs> I'm editing. Yeah, and then I'm just kind of like, you know, don't <laughs> within six feet away. Can you babysit my kid? No,
1: yeah. like, yeah. yeah, I had to is this a conversation.
0: It'll last a year.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it'll, it'll have some, some type of, of recovery, whether it be a quick bounce back a little bit of a curve or if it's just going kind to of flatline for a little while and i think yeah. what you brought up earlier it really depends on your financial status you know or your 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 savings you know yeah you, how how
0: long did you prep for i mean i'm from san francisco so i already have my earthquake kit i'm already it's not a matter of when it's a matter i mean it's not a matter of cut i'm a san Franciscan. <laughs> an editor you we know, Yeah. yeah. Uh, I grew up in San Francisco so I'm always expecting the earthquake we know that it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when
2: mm-hmm.
0: so I've already got my kit going Yeah. but I think those transplants who come here who are trying to make it who are <laughs> hand to mouth who have expensive rents and really count on actually working to survive
1: I don't know how they're doing it yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's scary, and I know I I was speaking to a financial advisor, and, and one of the things that she had mentioned was, you know, really looking at all of your expenses. I mean, look at them. Do you need Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Apple? Like, do you need all of those, or can you yeah. minimize that? You know? Or... Well, I grew up
0: Jewish, so I already am constantly <laughs> checking my subscriptions.
1: Yeah. But, I mean,
0: yeah. no, but you got to do. Hey, by the way, Sean. I got, I got Netflix, you got some Hulu, you wanna? Share,
1: share them, share up, yeah. Family plan? Yeah. No, I think that, I mean, that's. But you got to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, finding ways to minimize, finding ways to, to preserve, I guess, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you have Amazon with both members of your household, you're rich. Like, who does that? Yeah. You've gotta, this is the perfect time to slow down analyze your finances to analyze like what am i doing with my life do i love what i'm doing Mm -hmm. Uh, if you even have that luxury in a way this is giving us that luxury yeah and i tell people this all the time like you have to be aligned with your enthusiasm at some in some capacity or it's not going to last i watch people who are like i don't have that luxury i gotta do what i gotta do and to some extent of course it's true and we've all paid our dues but if you're passionate, it's like that difference between like putting that extra effort. Like I really love editing. Some people hate it. They're like, how can you sit there and meticulously like, no, but I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I also and I'm glad that I do, because that's what's getting me through this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I mean, you kind of pivoted even in with some of the work that you have now from kind of yeah. doing maybe more traditional on-site jobs to more editing and more of the yeah. Um, what what field would you explain that, to, or how would you describe that again? Like the describe your, what I do. Well, no, the um, like the type of work you're doing now with like like climate change and all of that stuff. With, oh, so with the refugees. Really, yeah. Well,
0: like I said, I have a diverse portfolio. Yeah. Which you got to do. So I have some clients like the San Francisco Symphony that I do. That actually hired you out for it to do some shooting, some drone work. Uh, they need a lot of color correction, and um, so I have certain clients that are fairly regular. That's going to slow down, I predict. But where I'm spending the majority of my time and passion is in the nonprofit sector, mm-hmm. the social entrepreneurs who are basically really needed right now and need to get the word out,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and have already been dealing with catastrophes. So, um, I don't know. Media is so interesting because people keep predicting, like everyone has an iPhone 11 now you're not going to be needed. That's why we're needed the most because people, a don't know how to tell a story. They don't know how to get the best shot. Like, that's why I love working with you. It's very rare to have someone that like really knows how, like how to tell that story and get the most out of it. Like I feel like I'm like, oh, I got exactly what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think it's important to do both roles. Mm-hmm. As an editor, I'm only good because I spent so many years shooting.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know that's that's the thing for me as as more of a DP is is I don't get to that edit point unless I get the feedback of like, oh, next time you should add a shot like this, you know. And I have a, a couple mm-hmm. of editors you being one of them that that does offer that insight so it, it helps me grow even though I'm not sitting at the editing desk
0: totally
1: yeah. so if you were to to think about like what happens after this thing um like what are you hoping for what do you i mean what like business wise what are you hoping for does it does it come back to full swing you shift and do more of this and then What's one thing you hope doesn't come back or doesn't?
0: I think I'm one of the lucky few who already planned for this. And I think having a two-year-old, like I said, is its own pandemic. (laughs) So things aren't so dramatically changed for me. I think it just shows me more so that I was on the right track, Mm -hmm. that I have to diversify keep those regular clients but also if they go away i have to be able to function and i think that a lot of the freelancers like myself have learned that big lesson because of this and then when you sit and you have time to kind of think about your life what is important like because we all have to pay the bills anyway what can we really do that means something because if we're not healthy If the world is falling apart, like what matters? What does it matter? So I think I encourage all of us probably to get in at least for a portion of what we do to do something that does contribute to making our future a better place. For me, that's climate change. It's um, refugee and aid work. And I'm lucky that I can do that. And every day I'm inspired. Mm. So I think we all need to do our part, whatever that looks like. for you
1: yeah and if there's there's being that there could be change is there anything that you that you've seen so far that you would you're okay not coming back to like
0: such a great question
1: you know i don't know what do i not
0: want to do anymore um I don't want to work with clients that I, in my first instinct I knew that it wasn't going to be good. Like we all have those clients, right? That we're like, oh, we really need, we need the money. So we're just going to put up with it. The ones that are, that pay late, that ask you to do things for free, that just try to suck you for all your work. No, no, no. My portfolio is diverse and I don't need you. Yeah. And this is like one thing I actually posted this on the SF, what is it? SF Image Makers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one thing I posted at SF Image Makers was because there's hundreds, maybe thousands of us in the Bay Area that are all talented and people will post like, who wants to work the most vague post ever in your life? And I'm like, what's the timeline? What's the budget? Motherfucker. What is the budget? And like, what's the deliverable? Can you please? And then, cause we're all like a hungry pack of wolves. Like, ah, I'll do that for $2. Ah. No, I think we all need to come together, realize our worth and the importance of what we do as documenters mm-hmm. in this society. And set a level. I mean, it wouldn't be terrible if we had some sort of union. Does that even exist?
1: I don't, I don't, I mean, there is a union. I don't think that there's a presence here uh, maybe more in the like the the bigger film production.
0: Well, I think that as sole proprietors or anyone in the gig economy, we need to come together to make sure that like our bar is set and it's mm-hmm. at the same level, and that we hold people like accountable. That we ask for the same thing and instead of just like aimlessly posting something and we all jump at it. That we're like we all say the same thing. So yeah. It's a three. The timeline, the budget, and the deliverable. Yeah, and if you can't answer that, I really don't need to waste my time. You know how much time is wasted because we're dealing with these.
1: Yeah, I mean, a ton of time. It's. it's- I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a challenging part. Everyone has their own way of organizing. Everyone has their own yeah. way of of distributing information, and I think it's. There are some some of these user groups that I'm a part of that that have a, a minimum. Like mm-hmm. you can't post a job for less than two hundred or two fifty. Um and it depends on the role. So like a DP role can't be posted for less than eight fifty or you know, whatever yeah. the the standard is. But like and then people literally will jump on them like, nope, you can't post that here, or what are you crazy? Why would you post that? Like they get really aggressive because oh you know, it's, it's insulting when someone's always like, Hey, do you want to work for nothing? And I'm not going to tell you any details. And It'll
0: be you- great for your portfolio.
1: Yeah. Okay. But
0: you take that portfolio and shove it up your- here.
1: <laughs> so that's, that's a good thing that, that we don't want to come back. We want to, we want to like, like you said, raise the level and be clear about what we're actually doing. And I think when, yeah. you're, when you're producing, those are those questions that you ask and you ask and you ask and you ask and you, ask and you keep digging until you get the answer until and then you can post like here's what I actually need yeah Um, um, I have
0: the same question for you is there anything that you're not going to come back to now after having some time to think and go through this pause
1: Um, I think there's some I don't know I guess my my thought like not even business-wise is like Realizing, you know, some of these these things that happen, you know, in in production, like like food production or distribution or shipping, Mm -hmm. things, all of these these standards are somewhat puzzling when you think about it. Um, Yeah. Even even like um, the the way things are now, I had had to order something from Best Buy and went to pick it up, and I pull up and the guy makes me roll the window down and leans on my on my car. Oh, to- hell no. I'm like, um, have you
0: seen contagion?
1: Yeah. Like, this is not like, come this on, is not a six lift- <laughs> raise the standard if you're going to do this.
0: Well, I mean, part of me is like survival of the fittest. Just it- don't kill me in the process. Right,
1: right. <laughs> no, I think, you know, some procedures and some, you know, I, I want to look at some of those things. Yeah. Um, well, I do per- want to
0: incorporate that in the future. Yeah. like the lack of hygiene mm-hmm. as a society. Mm-hmm. I think we could actually completely lower the amount of time we get sick in general, even influenza, yeah. et cetera. I think this has been a great wake up call
1: for all yeah, of us. Like when, when was the last time Bart sanitized the, the train? Prior to this, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe they do every day. I don't know, but I
0: call it fart. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's not, it's not the most pleasant train to ride. <clears throat> no. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's lots of things that have become more apparent, you know, or we've, we've kind of got a a keen sense of awareness for a lot of things now. Yeah. um, You know, business for me, like there are probably some things that I won't go back to. I don't know for sure. I mean, I'm even in doing this, I'm, I'm a creator. I'm, I'm always doing something. So yeah, I'm finding, a, a really strong satisfaction in this. I mean, really connecting with people more yeah. so than, you know, just on a set. You know,
0: maybe this will turn into a really uh, fascinating podcast and something you continue to do. Yeah. I think I don't know if you've ever used Patreon, but if yeah, you create something, you have an account. Mm-hmm. Do you? Do people Patreon you? <laughs>
2: okay,
0: well check it out. I mean. That's what's so cool when you create something you're enthusiastic about, which just goes back to my point earlier, mm-hmm. maybe this podcast is gonna be a huge passion for you. Like I've never uh, interacted with you on this level, but I think you're great at it. Mm-hmm. And now you have a studio and you're really fascinated with people. So maybe you do a Patreon or a sponsorship and start doing something like that. Yeah continuously part of your income stream as part of your very portfolio
1: yeah have you you read that book by um the author that wrote eat pray love the you maybe not it's like big magic Uh, or something like that
0: i know Eat, pray love
1: yeah well one of her her latest books is really really powerful um kind of talked about the the flow of a creative idea
2: Mm -hmm. and how
1: sometimes we're ready to receive that sometimes we're not sometimes you have to catch it and like pull it back in so you don't lose it Uh uh-huh sometimes you start it and then that idea goes away that was one of the big big concepts I got from it but the second piece that I got from it was that one of her books she wrote um on like um, botany I think that what is what is it um when you're dealing with plants, botany. Botany, yeah. So she wrote a book on botany only because she had some time off and picked up a book and then she allowed herself to follow that interest. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's yeah the key. And I think, you know, like finding something that actually interests you, even though it might not be paid right now, could be really beneficial. And that could be a pivot point for any of, any of, so yeah. For anybody's business, you know. But
0: I don't think any of us would be doing what, videography, but photography, but editing at some point if we didn't have a passion for it. Hi, Teo. Come here. Come here. You go. Okay. Bye. I'm going the hallway. Okay. You go. Bye, doggy.
2: Um. He has this thing of wanting to be a dog right now.
1: Um. No, but I think you know you're saying we all have a passion. We wouldn't be in in it, right? But like in this time when we may not have a paid job, if we still turn that camera or still turn an eye to something that just piques a little interest, whether it be, you know. It's so
0: counterintuitive, but really the things that have ended up paying me the most were based completely on passion Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Like I got into this niche of political videos, as you know, because together we we did all the Matt Haney, the mental health SF, and those were legitimate gigs, but I did it because I wanted to do something about the political system and the homelessness crisis in San Francisco. And that led me to these people. These people are doing something and yada, yada. So I think that's fantastic advice. Like while we're slowing down and have a minute, what is inspiring us? It's easy to get caught up and freaked out. And it's true. You have to have your basic needs met. It is a luxury to be able to pause and think. But in this forced pause.
1: Yeah. Taking time to to allow your, your imagination to go and explore some things.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see what comes out of this for a lot of us. All these creative people pent up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, something. Yeah. I mean, there's... Or,
0: there's I think they predict a lot of babies in the next nine months, too. Mm-hmm. If you don't like completely break up because of fighting.
1: And being close stuck borders. together, yeah. Yeah, How how's your relationship going being in close quarters? It's, it's good. I mean, we both kind of work from home anyway. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I have a studio that's just down the street, but she'll yeah. walk down there. First. I think
0: you should go. And, uh, did you share
1: with other people? Are you worried of surfaces? There's one other but, person there, but they, it's. I mean, I'm sure I could go. Um. I think that you. Ha- it's about smart social
0: distancing. I think most people, the reason. I personally think the reason the shelter in place is happening is because people cannot be trusted, the general public, to be smart, mm-hmm. to understand when you touch to not lean into your car, touch a surface, cough on people. I mean, and even, you're right, it can live in the air for up to three hours. So, I mean, anything is a risk. But if you can be smart, I think you can still function. And it is important to to not completely die in isolation.
1: Right, right. No, I agree. And I think, I think there probably will be some times I go down there. In uh, fact, I, I just started uh, playing with... Uh, pneumatic controls, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's, yeah. it's basically using forced air to, to, to do things. So for example, like setting up a PVC tube full of ice cubes and then having a switch to release the, the, the door cool. so that you can film and work with on control So
2: there yeah. are,
1: there are some, some creative things that I want to play with during this time and i don't necessarily do that at home so i probably will go down to the studio and you know just it'll be just me and i'll go in there and get everything set up and
0: and i think that's a great idea your studio is going to be so sick in yeah weeks or months or whenever we can play yeah we
1: can get back in there
0: (laughs) yeah i want to see it
1: yeah yeah i'm definitely going to do like a big Big open house once everything is clear. There's a few, few. I'm things. gonna
0: touch all your surfaces.
1: Yeah, I know. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there's, there's so you know, quite a few things uh, that I still need to get done. So I'm working with the builder right now to build a custom table for the, for the podcast voiceover suite, and then, cool. some sound treatment, and I'm bringing a muralist in. So there's like what? so many pieces that are on hold. So
0: cool. Yeah. But. That's great. Well, this is the time, I guess. Yeah. Well, if you can get the muralist in, that's just one person. Yeah. Maybe you can get yeah. some stuff done.
1: Yeah. That's kind of the plan to figure out what what I don't want to push it too too much. You know, I know. As a safety and I don't
0: I'm such a rule breaker. I mean, this one I'm actually following Yeah. The majority of the rules, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean I, I, I don't know. I think I think it's definitely gonna be an interesting time when when this shelter in place ban is lifted and we're all mm-hmm. able to kind of like resume. And I'm just hoping that we all stay positive and stay encouraged to try yeah. and, and stay creative as well. But you know, number one yeah. being being connected and and growing still, so, you know. Yeah. So, um, I think that's about all the time of yours I want to take. I know this is is prime edit edit time for you. And um, just want to thank you for for your time and and for your wisdom and insight. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, but seriously, thank you. I know, I know a lot of
0: virtual high five.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks again. And I will keep in touch.